We're going to wait until we get about... Wait until we get over a hundred folks in here. Then we'll get we'll get this thing rolling. Dante, appreciate you for setting it off. So, striving to be set apart, appreciate you. Trying to figure out how I'm going to go about this. Because there's something that needs to be said. Something that needs to be said. It, it, it desperately needs to be said. First of all, let me say happy Tuesday to everybody. Hope you guys are having a great Tuesday. Let me start off by saying, trying to figure out how I'm going to say this without going off, like without just snapping out, cursing and all of that. I want to keep it concise. I don't really want to be belligerent. I don't really want to curse. I don't really want to go into all of that, even though I really wish I could. But let's start off by saying, Make sure you support the channel. You can do so by going to Cash App, dollar sign, The Angry Man. Make the Cash App ring during the stream. 
Or if you have a question, comment, or statement you would like me to read out loud, put that in the super chat. I will read it out loud. Off the rip, you already know. New, appreciate you. He said, I was there and I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Off the rip, we need 20 people. We need 20 people to hit the cash app, support the show. So you guys hit the cash app, support the show, all of that good stuff. Where do I begin? Where do I begin? So I was on Roger Report's show earlier today. There was a conversation that was going on about a young man, um, that I've had conversations with before. This is a young man in his 20s, early 20s, in a long-term relationship with a woman who I believe now wants him to marry her and start a family and all of these different things. And you had a lot of these brothers up there giving him advice yeah, one brother that was telling him that, you know, there's nothing wrong with settling down. Men need to do this and men need to do that and men this and men that and men should do this and men should do that and all of these different things. Basically putting all the onus on men as if the reason why, you know, everything is the way it is now is because of what men have done. You know, men... Men are the ones who are initiating divorces. Men are the ones who are um, making it difficult to have families. Men, men are the ones who are doing all of these different things, right? Now, when I got up and I'm, you know, doing my regular routine, I'll click on videos to see what everybody's talking about. And right now in politics, there isn't a lot of stuff that I haven't already covered. You know, you, you've got the, the guy from Dominion that's supposed to be the CEO of Dominion um, in front of a hearing. And I think in Michigan, you've got Mitch McConnell congratulating Biden and Harris and there's a few things that I'm probably going to discuss and you know in more detail later on tonight but as I'm going through looking at videos and stuff and you know trying to see what's going on today I came across the Roger Report and the Roger Report usually has some pretty interesting conversations Right. Usually has some pretty, you know, pretty interesting conversations. And 
I went on there and I heard what was being said. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get into this conversation. I'm going to jump on this conversation, right? Because really in the manosphere, that's the conversations that are supposed to be going on. You're supposed to be having conversations about male development, what men should be doing, how men should be functioning, but not just on a physical level, but on a mental level as well, right? You're supposed to be having these discussions. So I'm like, okay, they're having a decent discussion. Let me join the conversation. So... I went over to join the conversation and I want to give a salute to the Roger report. He always gives me props. He always give me free reign of the panel. He always gives me mad respect and I appreciate him for that. But there were one or two dudes on the panel that they personify what I've been talking about and what I've been warning everybody about which is this sort of this sort of pseudo masculine behavior and the reason why I say it's pseudo masculine behavior because it is it is femininity disguised as masculinity It is femininity disguised as masculinity. Anytime you have men talking about whether or not a grown man is wasting a woman's time because he has not married her yet, that is a feminine conversation. That's not a male conversation. That's not a male conversation. Not by no stretch of the imagination is that a male conversation. I genuinely thought. I genuinely thought. That. I had educated enough. I had schooled enough. And I had dropped enough knowledge for men not to be functioning like that. But. Nine times out of ten, what I'm going to end up having to do. Is I'm going to end up having to do boss talk radio where I actually educate and school young dudes on how they're supposed to be functioning. Because if you really want to be honest about it, there's a lot of guys in the, in, in the, in the manosphere space that are giving these young men, these young impressionable minds advice and their advice sucks. Their, their advice, it, 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 it sucks. 
It sucks. It's horrible. And the reason why it's horrible is because it does not deal with. It focuses more on what you should be doing in reference to the woman and how the woman's going to react to you and what the woman wants. But it never it never deals with or delves into what's going on with the dude. How how those choices affects his mental stability. You never, they never talk about that. It's, it's always from the perspective of you doing what's best for her. It, it never deals with you doing what's best for you as a man, as a young developing man. And, and what you should be doing to aid in your identity and the development of your identity and not hinging your identity upon external sources like a woman or family or children. You have to already be a developed, fully realized man in order to handle those things. Because if you're not already a fully developed, fully realized man, those things become a parasite to you. Not intentionally, but that's just the nature of it because women and children are needy. They need a lot of things from you. And in order for you to be able to provide those things, you have to be in a position to be able to provide it where it doesn't hurt you. I get upset when I talk about this because I'm not one of these dudes that wasn't able to get a woman when I was in high school or had difficulty getting this or, or I'm not one of these dudes. I'm a guy who went through this. The fact that I went through this is part of the reason I created this, this channel. It's one of the main reasons I'm even on YouTube to even begin with. RJ, appreciate you. Salute, OG. And I wasn't going to talk about this. But I said to myself, I said, you know what? I, I got to talk about it. I have to talk about it. I got to talk about it. Because while I was over there, it was kind of, it was difficult to talk about it because, you know, it's kind of hard to talk about something when you're being interrupted. And dudes are making little snide, sarcastic remarks. Because see, at the end of the day, for a lot of those dudes, look, Here's the thing. When I'm schooling cats and giving dudes information or, or trying to educate dudes on here, I'm not doing it because I want a gold star. I'm not doing it because I want a blue ribbon. I'm not doing it because I want a crown. I'm not doing it because I want a throne. 
I'm doing it because I genuinely want younger men to avoid the pitfalls that men like me have had to go through. But the problem is when you get on panels like that, there are individuals who do things for a number of reasons. One, they want to be, there are certain guys that get on panels, they want to be the king of the hill. Okay, it's the big man complex. They want to be the one to be able to uh, espouse knowledge and everybody just, you know, bow at their feet and listen to their information. This is the reason why so many dudes have a problem with me. Because if I come onto the panel and I start spitting information, I start talking, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people listen. A lot of people listen and see in their mind, because they want to be the dude that people are bowing to their feet to listen to the information. And in their mind, they think I've taken that spot. Then they have to attack me because it's like, I gotta, I gotta get him out of the way. So that the praise and worship that they perceive that I'm getting, they can get. So it's it's not about them genuinely helping the, the younger brothers. It's about them getting worship. It's about them. Well, I know what I'm talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. See, my frustration comes from knowing that they're giving bad advice. My frustration comes from knowing that they don't care whether or not they're giving bad advice. You even have some guys where you could get up there and you could give a guy the 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 100% truth of what he should be doing. And you'll have another guy that'll come along and say something contrary to what you're saying. And what he's saying is dead wrong, but he doesn't care that it's dead wrong. He just cares that it's the opposite of what you said because he wants to be right and he wants you to be wrong. So in order for you to be wrong, he can't agree with you. He has to say something contrary to what you're saying. And he's going to ride that. He's going to die on that hill because he knows that he can convince everybody that what he's saying is right, even if he knows it's not right. Because he wants the worship. It's all about ego. Now, when I go on Roger's panel, Roger will be like, yo, Angry Man is, is my guest. And Angry Man, you know, he got free reign of the panel. He can do and say whatever he want and blase blam and, and this, that, and third. And look, here's my thing. I, I didn't tell Roger to do that. He just does it because he respects me. And I appreciate it. And I try my best not to abuse it. That's why if I say something and, you know, he checks the panel, I'll be like, yo, you know what? My bad. I shouldn't have said that because that started the argument or I shouldn't have said that. Whatever. Like, this is your show. I'm going to respect your show. Because I'm not I'm I'm not a diva. I don't I don't get off on stuff like that. Right. Just like I said earlier on the show, my purpose for being there was to contribute to the conversation. It wasn't to come there to uh, uh, to be a superstar. 
It was just to contribute to the conversation because I want to be part of the conversation too. But I'm not going to sit back and listen to other uh, uh, black men give these young dudes advice that's going to get them caught up. That's going to get them, you know, put in a bad situation. Now, you had a couple of guys that gave some relevant advice. You know, um, Black Uru definitely gave some relevant advice. Ism gave some relevant advice. You know what I'm saying? But you have some guys that are so caught up in their ego. And then see, this is the thing you got to realize. The guys that were that was really given the most relevant advice were men that were a little older. Like that can't be ignored. That cannot be ignored, right? But you have some guys that are in that middle space. They're in that middle space. The middle space is, in my opinion, it's when you're still in your development of, of wisdom. You're still in your development. So you're, you're, you're between that space where you get wisdom and enlightenment and the space where you're young and inexperienced. There's a little space in between where you've almost got it figured out. But you, you ain't, you're not there yet. And then the reason why I know they weren't there yet is because of the advice they was giving him. They, they were giving him advice that most certainly would, would set him up for, for, for failure. You know? And, and look, here, here's my theory. Y'all forgive me if I sound like I'm all over the place, but I'm, I'm frustrated with those types of conversations because we have enough information now to where it shouldn't be a question of what young men should be doing. And, you know, just in case you're still wondering, I can lay it out for you. I, I can lay it out perfectly for you. Right. But. I have a theory about black folk. I have a theory about black folk, both male and female. My theory about black folk is that most black people do not become adults until they reach 30. If they become adults at all. I'm going to say that again. Most, most black people do not become adults until they reach 30 years old, if they become adults at all. Now, in the manosphere, you have the school of thoughts 
these schools of thought, excuse me. You have these schools of thought where the only type of woman you should be getting is a young woman. Why? Because you are valuing that woman based solely on her looks. And of course, she is going to have her best looks. She's going to be in her prime in her early 20s. The only problem is she may not be mentally fit in her early 20s. She may still be developing mentally. In other words, she doesn't really know what she wants. She doesn't really know what she wants to do. But you have these young men, you have these dudes, that, oh, well, you in your 20s, if she's a good one, lock her down and da-da-da-this and all of that, right? The only problem is you don't know, you don't know how she's going to function once she, once she passes that 25-year mark. Now, in my personal opinion, I believe all women specifically black women have a 25 year mark. How did she act before she was 25? How did she act after she was 25? If she acted differently after 25 than she did before 25, that's not a stable that's not a stable chick. Now, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because men take longer to develop. You may feel some type of way about that, but it's just a fact. Men also have more to deal with than women. All right. Women are supposed to mature at a very early age. Now, you should know this if you've ever been an adolescent because you can notice the difference between girls and boys in middle school and high school. Okay? In many cases, regardless of what it is, whether it comes to schoolwork, whether it comes to household chores, whether it comes to behavior, whether it comes to sexuality, the girls are usually more advanced than the boys when it comes to those things. Okay? This is why it's laughable when you look at teenage boys and girls and you think that the boy is going to lead the girl astray, right? When it's really the other way around, the girls are usually faster than the boys when it comes to sexuality and things of that nature. They're just better at hiding it from the adults. Why? Because socially, they are more developed than the boys. They pick up on social cues and things like that faster than the boys do. The boys are irrelevant to it because... Their focus is other things. Their, their focuses are external. Girls' focuses are internal. This is why they deal with their emotions more. 
and boys don't. Boys focus on the outside world. They take the world as they see it. You know, whatever you give them, they look at it and say, okay, this is what it is. And this is why when a boy is an adolescent and he's supposedly going steady with a girl, when that girl starts liking another guy, they never see it coming until after the girl dumps him and starts talking to the other guy. Even though the signs and the clues were there. And now that you're an adult, you can even look back on those experiences and you will remember and you'll say, oh, I should have known. But the reason why is because you were not there mentally yet. This is the reason why back in the day, there was a school of thought that most men should never get into a relationship with a woman unless that woman is significantly younger than him. By significantly, I mean 10 years. But in what frame, in what context, in the context of the perfect relationship, in my personal opinion, is a 40-year-old man, 30-year-old woman. That's the perfect relationship. Now, most people would disagree. It is what it is. It's debatable, right? But women are supposed to mature at an earlier age. And this is what puts men at a disadvantage. This is why you'll always notice that whenever a guy went through something, he went through it in his early 20s. So if he messed around and got a chick pregnant or had to go through child support court, I had to go through some sort of ups and downs and, 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 and stupid stuff. It's always in his early 20s. The reason why is because he's not mentally prepared for that type of situation. He's not. Okay. So the chick is mentally prepared for that type of situation. But keep in mind, she's not even at her complete mature maturity level. She's not even at her complete maturity level. She's just really beginning to mature in, in, in her early 20s or whatever. She's just a little, she's just a little ahead of, ahead of the curve than the dude when it comes to mental maturity. Just a little bit ahead of him, right? Because look, a chick will go out on her own. She'll get a, an apartment. She'll put all of the stuff in the apartment that's necessary, right? She'll, she'll go and she'll decorate her apartment and she'll, you know, if you go into a chick's apartment at 20, the apartment has personality. You look around the apartment and it, 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 there are things in there that she puts in there that she likes for a specific reason. The, the apartment has personality. That's because she has an identity already. Okay? She already has an identity. You take a black man or man, period. You take a guy and you put him in an apartment at 20 years old and... There's a TV, there might be a couch or a crate to sit on. There's nothing on the walls. You know, it has absolutely no personality. Has absolutely no personality. And that's because he does not have an identity yet. He does not know who he is yet. He doesn't have a clue about who he is. He's still learning who he is. Now, if you were to go to a man's house that's 40 years old and walk in his house, yes, the missus, a crate. Yo, all the guys in here, how many of you have went to one of your homeboy's crib when he was in his late uh, teens, early 20s, and he had a crate 
He might have a crate in there to sit on. Or better yet, how many of you, you went to your homeboy's crib and he didn't even have no furniture? He's had a TV sitting on the floor. Crate in a PlayStation. Yes. Milk crate. Yes. 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 Well, let me tell you something. I look, I speak fluent. What did what did uh Patrice say one time? I speak fluent, dude. <laughs> There's very few things that dudes have went through that I have not went through or have not seen. Like real talk. But you go to a you go to a a man's house. There's a reason why a 40-year-old man will consider a 20-year-old man a boy. Or he'll say young man. Right? You go to a 40-year-old man's house, it's different. You, you go in there, whether he's with a woman or not, that house has personality. That apartment has personality. Because he's developed his identity. Okay? And see, the thing about a man, once he develops his identity, he cannot, the, the, the little games that women play with men they only get away with when a man has not developed his identity. Once a man develops his identity, he also develops boundaries. He also develops a sense of what he wants and what he does not want. Okay? So he's not going to... the What a 20-year-old guy will put up with a 40-year-old man is not going to deal with. And no amount of blowjobs or, or, or wet cooch is going to change that. That's the difference. See, a girl can convince a 20-year-old dude to do something he don't want to do just with the promise of, of some booty. But promising a 40 year old guy some booty to get him to change his perspective on life it ain't gonna happen it's not gonna happen it ain't gonna happen alright so You have young men who want to be out on their own. They want to be out on their own. And I know because I have a son that's 18 right now and he wants to be on his own. But I know that he doesn't even, he don't even know what he don't know. And I'm trying to do for him what was not done for me. See, I was not, I was given advice I was told things to do, but I was thrown out there to, to figure it out as well. And, and there's nothing completely wrong with that, but I would have preferred to have been better uh, prepared 
for a lot of things. There were a lot of mistakes I could have avoided. But one of the biggest issues is that because men are so external, because we deal with so many things on the physical level, we, we are neglected with, uh, uh, we, we are, our, our mental issues are neglected. And I'm not talking about emotions and I'm not talking about touchy-feely. I'm not, I'm not talking about any of that crap. I'm talking about how the choices we make and the people around us affect our psyche. Okay? This is something we neglect and we don't even understand it. We don't even understand it until it hits us. But by then it's too late. By then it's too late. By then you're in a state of despair. And there's no one you can talk to about it. But other men. And the problem is you don't even want to talk to other men about it. Because the position that you're in, you feel like you should not feel that way. And it makes you think that you are a failure for feeling that way. And it makes you think that you're even more of a failure to have to go to another man and ask. Or say, I feel like this. Have you ever felt like this? And what should I do to not feel like this? It's a very shameful thing because it ties back into what you felt initially that made you want to be on your own, which is I'm a grown man now. I should have it figured out. And if I don't have it figured out, I'm a failure and see it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because every other man is just like that, too. So from your perspective, when you look at other men, you think they got it figured out because those men are hiding their issues the same way you're hiding your issue. And those men probably look at you and think you got it figured out. Exactly, Reggie, you're afraid of being clowned. You're afraid of somebody making fun of you. So you walk through life in this sort of isolated state when it comes to your emotional health, when it comes to your mental health. You walk through life in this state of, 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 of loneliness. How many of you men out there, no matter how many people you have around you, you feel alone? You feel there's nobody you can talk to. But see, I, I, I would have to refer to wisdom of the ages, which is no man is an island onto himself. That's what that means. No man is an island. You cannot carry that burden by yourself. You have to talk to someone else. You have to speak to someone else. Now, me personally, 
I genuinely feel that I've done a lot of good. I genuinely feel I've done a lot of good ever since I've come to YouTube. I don't care about none of the drama. I don't care about none of the beef. I don't care about who gets what props and who doesn't get what props. I feel like I've done some good and I've, I've, I've had purpose in my life because I was vulnerable enough to get on camera and tell each and every one of you what I've went through. Therefore, breaking that barrier so that you will look and say, wow, I went through that too. I went through that too. And then I take it a step further and explain to you how I dealt with it, how I navigated it, what I did in order to come up out of it. And that's really what these spaces are supposed to be about. They're not supposed to be these pseudo dick measuring contests. They're not, a, they're not supposed to be about ego. It's supposed to be about breaking the barrier between men where we all walk around as these singular individuals who never really speak to each other on a real level. We just stay on that surface level. We can't stay on that surface level. We got to go beneath that surface and have a real genuine conversation. Now, you look at you look at Jojo, right? Jojo's young. And he's already concerned about his situation. That already lets me know the path he's headed down. It already lets me know because when I was at age, I was in a sort of pseudo marriage type of relationship and I had those same concerns. Those concerns only get worse. And the reason why I don't know him like that and I don't know his woman like that. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. The fact that she's in her early 20s. And she's already pressuring him. And that is what it is. Don't get it twisted. That's exactly what it is. I would argue to you that any woman... Look, let me explain something to you how it's supposed to work. When a man is ready, he's ready. In other words, when a man is ready to pop that question, he's ready to pop that question. He's ready to get married. He's ready to settle down, right? You know how women walk around here and they say that any man that pressures a woman into having sex is a bad man or he ain't hitting on nothing. So if you if you was like, man, come on, man, why you ain't giving me none? And you give her guilt trips and all of that stuff because she don't because she's not ready. Right. You're being emotionally manipulative and all of those different things. Now, there are plenty of schools of thought that will tell you that that's wrong for a man to do to a woman and how psychologically damaging that is to a woman. But because men and the way we operate is neglected and nobody talks about it from the psychological standpoint, 
from the clinical standpoint. No one's ever going to tell you that a guy pressuring a woman to have sex is the same thing as a woman pressuring a guy to get married. He'll get he'll marry you when he's ready to marry you. If he's ready to marry you the same way a woman to give you some when she's ready to give you some if she's ready to give you some. But she does not owe that to you the same way that man does not owe it to you to put a ring on your damn finger. So just the fact that she is pressuring him, just the fact that she is pressuring him already is a red flag. If she wants to get married that desperately, then what she should do is she should be the best woman she can be and put a time frame in her mind. I'm going to be with this dude for a year. Or two years. And if he doesn't pop the question on his own. I'm going to end it. That's all she can do. She can only control what she does. And what her time frame is. It's not his responsibility. To read her mind. It's not his responsibility to jump through no hoop. Either he's going to do it or he isn't going to do it. And if he isn't going to do it. Then she can move on. But. He's not obligated to do it. That's not the way it works. That's not the way a relationship works. But the fact that she's already pressuring him, it, it, it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. And I can tell you this right now. If you are, first of all, marriage is a contract. And last time I checked in, in the United States of America, a contract that is signed under duress, under duress is a null and void contract. It even says that in the marriage license. It asks you, are you signing this under duress? Now, there was a couple of brothers that was saying stuff like, as a matter of fact, let me read a couple of these super chats. You guys hit the super chat, hit the cash app, dollar sign, the angry man. I still need 10 people to hit the cash app. Five star said, don't agree with you all the time, but you're on point with this one. Appreciate you, bro. Caesar said, appreciate you, fam. Appreciate you. Shane said, a lot of these young men have no self-determination or discipline, but how could they, when the last generation of men fathers didn't believe in disciplining, i.e. spanking their sons, no discipline? Facts. Facts. But see, the other problem is you got too many dudes that are trying to give these brothers this pie-in-the-sky dream. And what has to be weighed into this is this is not the 60s. It's not the 70s. It's not the 80s. Hell, it's not even the 90s. This is a very different environment that they are in. Now, the funny thing about it is you had one guy up there that was basically saying, 
oh, well, these brothers need to settle down and they need to do this and they need to do that. And then the first thing that flew out of his mouth was, you know, now we're not all going to be millionaires. And I'm sitting there thinking like, OK, so you understand the fact that becoming a millionaire is rare. You understand all of the odds that are against you doing that. But yet you're telling every brother in this in this panel that they can settle down with a good woman. The odds of that are rare. Now, am I saying that to discourage the uh, the prospect of it? No. I'm not saying that to discourage the prospect of it. What I'm saying is desperate, desperate times call for desperate measures. What was conventional 20 years ago may not be conventional today. So whereas 20 years ago, you might be able to find you some chocolate uh, natural head sister to be your wife. Today, you might have to find a Becky to have a good wife. You might have to find a, a, uh, uh, a Maylene to be a good wife. You might have to find a Maria to be a good wife. And, and you know, I, I don't want to get into any of the pseudo pro blackness and, the, you know, uh, maintaining the race and all that old extra stuff. And look. As a man, you got to do what's best for you first as an individual. And as a man, you cannot be expected to carry the weight of the entire race on your shoulders. Far too long, we've been expected to carry the weight of the entire race on our shoulders. And to be quite honest, it's not fair. It's, it's ridiculous. And to be honest, in this day and age, it is unrealistic. It's unrealistic. And you have many brothers out there that are going through pure hell because they keep running into the same problem because they keep dating the same type of chicks. And the truth of the matter is most of the chicks that they would probably have a good relationship with are already taken. They're already taken. And Black Uru said something that was very important. He said part of the reason him and his wife have been married for 30 years is because there is social pressure from her family to stay married. Now, I can honestly say the same thing about my girl. I can honestly say the same thing. Every time my girl goes to visit her family, the first thing they ask her is, where am I at? That's social pressure. That's social pressure. You see? Where if she goes to visit a family member and the first thing they ask her is, where is your husband at? As opposed to, why you still with him? See? You see the difference? You see the difference? Women are very social creatures. And the last thing they want is to be ostracized out of the social group. Most of the time, married women don't hang out with single women. Not the stable ones. Stable, well-rounded, intelligent women who are married hang out with stable, well-rounded, intelligent, married women. They don't hang out with single women. Single women hang out with single women. 
Now, if you have a group of women that might have a friend that might be single, that group of women will do everything in their power to try to match her up with a dude. Because they're social. And it's all about being a member of the club. You feel me? That's just the way it is. But a young brother, a young brother like JoJo at his age, right? At the age he's at. You have brothers saying, well, he shouldn't waste his he shouldn't waste his time. Okay, whenever a man is spending time with a woman, he's not wasting his time. To say that he's wasting his time is to imply that his focus is 100% on that woman. Look, we can chew gum and walk at the same time. Okay? We can chew gum and walk at the same time. If I'm in my car and I'm on a road trip and I'm driving across country, right? I'm driving from VA to California, cross country. If I decide to listen to 10 audiobooks while I'm driving across country, I'm not wasting my time listening to those books because I was already doing something else. I was already doing something else productive. Okay? I was already if if I decide to if that's that's not a good analogy. Let me give you a better analogy. If I'm driving cross country to go see about a job a a a, a really good job opportunity. If I decide to listen to comedy albums or rap music or R&B music, somebody can't say to me, yeah, man, you wasting your time listening to that rap music. Well, yeah, if all I was doing was sitting in a room, staring at the stereo, just listening to rap music all day, every day, yeah, I'd be wasting my time. But if I'm listening to rap music while I'm doing something else, I'm not wasting my time. It's called multitasking. If you are dealing with a woman, that woman should not be your primary focus as a man. In other words, when you get up in the morning, is the first thing you do is go to that woman's house? No, you get up in the morning, you go to work. You fit her into your schedule. Walking, walking and chewing gum at the same time. You're not wasting your time with her because your time is not focused primarily on her. You're living your life and she's just along for the ride. So the same way you could be driving across country and the chick might say to you, do you mind if I ride with you? No, nah, I don't mind. I don't mind. Long as you, long as you know how to be respectful and act like you got some sense around me, we good. Now, if you driving cross country, she talking your head off. Is that woman wasting your time? No, because you're on your way to doing what you need to do. She just happens to be there with you.
Now, if she says, I'm sick of this ride. I didn't think this was going to take this long. Drop me off at the next bus stop so I can catch a bus back home. Okay. And while you at the bus stop, she gets out and goes and gets her bus ticket to leave. And then while you're at the bus stop, another woman say, hey, what's your name? You say, yeah, you know, my name, my name Reggie. I'm chilling. What's good with you? I'm driving cross country. Ooh, we always wanted to ride across country. Hop in. Is that woman wasting your time? Are you, are you wasting her time? No, because you still on your mission. You still on your mission. Now, if you decide to, because that woman was at the bus stop and was interested in you, you decide to pull over and just sit there and talk to her all day, now you're wasting your time. Now you're wasting your time because your focus is 100% on her. You're not focused on your mission. You're not focused on what you should be doing. So for dudes to be sitting there talking about, oh, you, you wasted. And, and when I said that, he said, well, he's wasting her time. What? Because she could be married. Who cares? First of all, and I got to say this, I got to say this, right? If you are a man who is on your mission, if you are a man who is about your business, if you are a renaissance man, in other words, you are a man who is a worldly, intelligent, charismatic, humorous, deep, introspective, classy, articulate. How is she wasting her time by spending it with you? She's actually in a privileged position to be around a dude like you. So how is she wasting her time? And if she is wasting her time, it's hers to waste. Why are you worried about that? Why, why are you as a man worried about how a woman that is not your woman spends her time? See, that's the problem that I had on that panel in that conversation. Because for him to say to Jojo, well, then you're wasting her time. Why are you worried about her time? That ain't your woman. That ain't your woman. When did you become Dr. Phil? When did you become Oprah Winfrey? When did you become Derek Jackson? Why are you worried about how that woman wastes or spends her time? That ain't none of your business. And then you got him sitting up there talking about some, well, if he don't want to do right or do this or whatever, I'll take his woman. Well, I got news for you, bro, and I ain't going to say your name here because I ain't going to promote you. But you said you was working at Macy's. I'll take your woman. Because I tell you right now, you ain't got no business being married to a woman working at Macy's. Let's just be real about it.
couldn't believe my ears. And sitting there disrespecting the young brother talking about, I take your woman. Negro, please. Negro, please. How you going to take somebody's woman behaving like a woman? Answer that for me. Answer that question for me. How you going to take somebody's woman behaving like a woman? Well, what does somebody make working at Macy's? Do they even make 30000 a year? Do they even make 30000 a year working at Macy's? But talking about taking somebody woman. Get out of here, man. Let me tell you something. i tell you this right now. If you could take my woman working at Macy's, she wasn't hitting on two cents to begin with. Now, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> if, if you could take my woman working at Macy's, she won't hit no two cent to begin with. If that was the premise of why you was able to take her, it's because you work at Macy's? Get out of here, bro. Pure goofiness. Pure goofiness. And I'm going to tell you exactly, I'm going to tell you exactly what young brothers should be doing. I'm going to tell you exactly what they should be doing. But before I say what they should be doing, we got to get these contributions up. Wow, y'all ain't hitting, y'all ain't hitting the super chat or the freaking cash app. I know Christmas is coming. Good Lord. Y'all must be buying up the whole store. Y'all must be buying up the whole store. Tell me you got a little bit of, tell me you got a little bit of that bread for the angry man. I, I like to think I'm changing lives over here. Gracious. Can the angry man get some love? Hit the cash app. Make the cash app ring during the stream. We got almost 500. He said, you can have her. Exactly, Dave. We, we got almost 500 people in here, man. I know we can get 10 more cash apps or some super chats, man. I didn't get. That dude said Macy's like he was supposed like we were supposed to just be like, oh my God, he works at Macy's. He works at you know who he act like? Remember the dude on uh uh what's going on? Appreciate you, Ism. He said for the Macosphere. <laughs> Yo, let me ask you this question. Do you think you know who he reminds me of? He remind me of what was the dude's name? Chicago on uh the dude, the dude Chicago from uh Poetic Justice. The one that kept brushing his fade. He said, shh. You know what I'm saying? I, he's like, any chick would be happy to be with me. I got a job. 
And was deep in his feelings. I told him a couple of times to pull his skirt down. Deep off in his feelings. Like, look, man, stop trying to give, stop trying to get his brother advice that, you know, you, you're trying to give him the, it's like, yo, I won the lottery. So you should try to win the lottery too. No, no, there's a better way that there's, look, if you went out and found you a good black woman and you made her your wife at 20 something and you're now in your 40s and y'all are still together and you have a good relationship, you won the lottery. You won the lottery. Okay. You won the lottery. Now. Just because I buy a ticket, right? Just because I buy a ticket and win the lottery, that doesn't mean I can then turn around and tell you, you go buy a ticket. You'll win the lottery just like me. That's not going to happen. Now, most of you going to say, well, wait a minute, angry man. By that analogy... You're saying, ain't no need of playing the game at all. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you is that if I went and bought a quick pick ticket, and that quick pick ticket won, and I got a million dollars from it, right? I'm not going to tell you to go get a quick pick ticket and you'll win a million dollars because the odds of that happening is rare. But what I will tell you is since I got that million, I've also done business and gained a million from business. So what I would rather do instead of telling you to buy the ticket to win the million, I would rather tell you the practical way of getting the million that requires less risk. Do you get what I'm saying? So instead of me telling a dude to go the route I went in order to get a good woman, right? And go through all the hardships. No, I'm going to look back on how I did it and say, you know what, if I had done it this way, this way, and this way, it would have really came out a lot easier, a lot less complicated, with less risk. So that's what I'm going to tell the brother. I'm going to say, if I was you in my early 20s, date the woman. You ain't got to shack up. You ain't got to shack up. See, see, that's the biggest problem. Shacking up already gives the woman the impression that you're already in a married situation. So first thing she's going to say is, we already living together. We might as well get married. No. If you in your 20s, you should have your own place. She should have her own place. Y'all should date. Because like I said the other day, 
like I said the other day, and I think I might have been on D-Live when I said it. When you live together, there's certain elements that's taken out of the relationship that you need. One, you're taking away privacy. Two, you're taking away boundaries. Three, you're giving a impression of comfort. Okay? When you date a chick and she has her own place and you have your own place, there's a level of discomfort that needs to be there. Because it's not definite. She knows you have your own place. You don't need her for a place to stay. You got your own. And she can't just come to your place and disrespect you because she's not a resident of that place, which means you can ask her to leave and she has to leave. Which does what if you date her for some years? It actually trains her to respect you and to respect your space. Right? Also, during that time that you are in your own place, you are developing your own identity. You got dudes that live in a house with their girl and everything in the house is hers. You ain't got nothing but a bag in the corner and maybe a video game. So whenever she get mad and kick you out, you that dude that's standing out there on the curb with a bag of clothes and a freaking video game console under your arm. You don't have no real estate. You don't have no possessions. You don't have nothing but the clothes on your back and your funky video game. Right? And the reason why you get comfortable with that is because you've never had your own. You've never had your own identity. You get comfortable with that situation. But if you have your own place, she has her own place. One, when you get into an argument, she can't kick you out because it's your place. And if you're over at her place and she says, get out, you're like, okay, you just walk on out the door and go back to your home with your stuff. You're not standing on the street. Your clothes is in your closet. Your video game is sitting on your freaking entertainment center. Her telling you to get out ain't no problem and it ain't no big threat. She tell you to get out. Guess what? Over something small, she just showed you her true colors and it didn't cost you nothing to figure it out. So instead of her showing her true colors and now you got to find somewhere to stay, she showed her true colors, and now only thing you got to do is delete a number out your phone. See, I know from experience, when I was 18 years old, I started talking to this chick. And like so many other young dudes, I wanted to be out on my own. I wanted to be on my own so bad. Now, the chick I was talking to, she already had a place, right? So we dating or whatever, talking or whatever, and, you know, me and her decide that I'm going to move in with her. And I moved in with her, and it was good at first. We, You know, we, we had a good time. I was happy to be out on my own to feel like an adult for a change 
and this, that, and the third, and all of this crap, you know, and you, you know, you can have sex, you don't got to worry about sneaking around and do that, you got to do that in no car, no hotel room, you, you able to do it in your crib, I'm, t I'm talking to you from the perspective of an 18-year-old, right, because this is what I was thinking at 18, and it was awesome, but guess what, we get into an argument, guess what the first thing come out of her mouth, get out, right, get out, this is my house, get out, Man, it wasn't no big deal because the stuff that was in there was not my stuff, right? I just had a bag of clothes, right? But luckily for me, I wasn't in the position that a lot of these other young brothers are in. I could pick up the phone and call my father and be like, hey, dad, do you mind? Even though it was a pride swallowing thing for me to do that. So I get on the phone and call my dad and I'm like, dad, do you mind if I come back home? You know what he said to me? He said, son, you can always come back home. You can always come back home. Now, I was fortunate to have that, but some brothers don't have that. Some brothers didn't have that. You feel me? Some brothers didn't have that. You, you be in that situation and guess what happens? They put you out and then you stuck. Now you gotta now you gotta stay in a shelter or, or sleep in your car or something messed up. That's why I tell young brothers, look, the best thing for a young man to do when you first get out on your own is to get your own. Period. And I know that seems obvious. But it's not obvious to young men, specifically young black men. Get your own. Get your own. Get your own foundation. I learned my lesson from that. I learned my lesson from that. The next time I got a place, it was my place. Which was 21. By the, when I got 21, I made sure that the place I got had my name on it. I made sure it was my place with my things in that place. You get your own and you focus on yourself. Okay. You fall. It is not selfish to look out for yourself. Do not believe the hype. Stop listening to these the, the, the people in the black community Because they'll have you thinking That you're supposed to look out for everybody First and then look out for yourself last No You look out for yourself first Now when I went out and got my own place I was in a better position But I still did it the wrong way Because when I went out and got my own place I was in a relationship So the woman that moved in with me in my place ended up later becoming my baby mom and when i look back on it i could have had that place by myself and being there by myself i could have focused on what i needed to focus on and i would have been further ahead in life than i am now now i've of course I've done a few things that have allowed me to catch up, so to speak. 
But I had to go through a lot. But I could have been in that place by myself, focusing on the things I need to focus on. Instead of focusing on a family, focusing on a wife, focusing on making sure they straight. Because what happens is when you're by yourself, you, you, you have time to focus all of your energy on what you need to do. Focus all of your energy on being successful. Focus your energy on your career, your education, your hobbies, the things you like to do. In other words, developing your identity. But if you get into, if you move into a place early at 18, 19, 20, and you've got a chick there with you, especially if children get involved, you cannot focus on yourself. Because you have a family now And your identity becomes that family And what's really messed up is if you have a woman With a domineering spirit Then guess what? Your entire identity is going to be based upon your family But from her perspective So you're going to be in a matriarchy, not a patriarchy Where everything centers around her world Not your world so in other words, you will be living in the world of her and those children instead of her and those children living in your world. That's the difference. That's the difference. Okay? You cannot see a man can have a family after he's already established who he is. He's already built his kingdom. He already has the foundation laid. See, now he can focus on a family because by that time he has prioritized himself to the degree that he won't lose himself in that family. The family becomes a part of his world, not the other way around. See, if you start out with a family while you're developing, what ends up happening is you lose your identity in that family. And by the time you get to 25, 28 years old, you get this crushing feeling. You get this feeling of despair, depression, because you've made your entire world that woman and those children. And you've given, and because of that, see, men are very giving, especially if you're a good dude. You're very giving, and by giving, I mean sacrificial. In other words, you sacrifice so that your wife can have nice things. You sacrifice so that your kids can have nice things. And what ends up happening is you say to yourself, well, I'll get myself this later. I'll worry about getting myself this another time, blah, blah, blah. But that time never comes. It never comes. And the reason it never comes is because women have an insatiable urge to constantly consume. Okay? They are never satisfied and they can never have enough. They're, they are empty, excuse me, not empty. They are bottomless pits when it comes to receiving. So there's never a time where you've given enough to where, okay, she's full. Now I can get what I need. And it's the same thing with children because the children follow whatever the mother does. 
And because you have not developed as a man yet, you don't know when to cut her off. You don't know when to say, ah, no, that's enough. I'm going to do something for me now. You see, you think you're wrong for doing that. Because you're not wise enough to understand that you have to do that. That is part of your responsibility as a man to cut her off. Because she's not going to cut herself off. She's not going to stop. The reason why I know this is because I've done this. I've been in that position. I've given everything to my family, everything to my children's mother. And in the end, none of it meant nothing. In the end, none of it meant anything. All of the things I thought that I sacrificed, all of the things that I thought that I gave, it meant nothing. Do you understand me? It meant nothing because when it came time for that relationship to end, I was controlling, I was mean, I was abusive, I was all of these horrible things. But why did it end? It ended because I finally came to the realization. I finally came to the realization. That for years I was dedicating myself to something that had absolutely nothing to do with the cultivation of myself. And I would have to suffer for that. Because she could very well go and get another dude to do the same things that I just did. Why? Because in the world we live in, women are often taken care of and they are treated as if they have no agency. So they're not responsible for their actions. There's always a backup plan for them. There's always something. There's always a safety net. But you don't have a safety net. The only safety net you have is the one you create and construct for yourself. And the sad part about it is when I finally figured it out. Okay. I had to end that relationship and that relationship included children and I had to go through the pain and withdrawal of not being able to see my children every day, which most people think men, it doesn't bother them, but it does. But I was going down. I was going down because I was not fulfilled. I felt as if my life had no purpose because the only purpose I had seemed to be making sure these children and the, the this woman was straight. But that is a thankless job. You cannot find fulfillment in that. There is no fulfillment in that, especially if you're with the wrong woman, because if you are looking for fulfillment, which is really validation Oftentimes, if you are dealing with a black woman, you are never going to get that validation because everything you do, it's always about what you haven't done, not about what you have done. So you're never going to get that fulfillment. You're never going to get that pat on the back. You're never going to get that praise. You're never going to get that worship. You have to find fulfillment in and of yourself. So in your early 20s, what you should be doing is you should be doing the things you enjoy. 
you should be doing the things that not only, you know, you work hard, but you play harder. If you like to shoot pool, you shoot pool on a regular basis. If you like to play golf, you play golf on a regular basis. If you like to go on trips, you go on trips. And the reason why you have to do this before you have a family is because you can't do a lot of that stuff once you have a family. Depending upon what your financial situation is. If, you, if you're doing this, if you're having a family while you're young, I can tell you right now, you're not going to be able to go on trips and stuff like that. It's better for you to be financially stable and good when you have a family because then you'll be able to go on trips. But it doesn't matter if you decide not to because you've already done it while you were young. When you're young, you go to school. You work. You stack your money. Which should be fairly easy to do because you don't have other mouths to feed. You don't have a wife to be responsible for. You don't have children to be responsible for. You stack your money. You enjoy your life. You play the field. You date numerous women. The way a man finds a good woman is not by going out here and searching for that one special snowflake, that one unicorn. No. No. You're not going to find a unicorn that way. How you find a unicorn is you got to ride a few horses. Men find good women by process of elimination. That's how that works. You don't find a good woman by having one itis. By walking out here and being like, okay, I think the good women are in this location. So I'm going to go over here and snatch up the first woman I find and try to build a life with her. No. No. You've, you've, you've completely eliminated the courting process. The dating process. Which is where you find out what you're dealing with. Before you even come close to moving in together or getting engaged or getting married. Me and my girl was in a relationship for, for freaking eight years before we got engaged. You had brothers up there talking about some, oh, but you're supposed to already be married. Says who? Says who? If you go back in time to the Victorian age where things were more proper and they had a courting process, people would get engaged and be engaged for three, four and five years before they got married. Because truth be told, engagement is really what a relationship is supposed to be. Why do you think women to this day still say, ain't no ring on my finger? Because if it ain't no ring on her finger, truth be told, she's single. You're supposed to date, which means you hang out with women, you kick it, you have a good time or whatever. It isn't until you put a ring on her finger that it becomes a relationship. It's an engagement. You're engaging with each other on a relationship level to see if you should be married because every engagement does not end in marriage.
Back in the day, people would call off an engagement. The problem is we have very childish people giving us advice. They don't understand how interpersonal, intimate relationships are supposed to work. Partly because of the dysfunction of the black community. We do not understand how it's supposed to work. Nowadays, you have women... They'll meet a guy. The guy will give, give the guy be like, hey, can I have your phone number? He gets the phone number. They go on a date one night. She decides to give him some cooch that night. And now all of a sudden she think that's her man. That ain't your man. That ain't your man. Just because you gave him some. Nobody told you to give him some. That's not your man. That ain't your man. You thinking, you thinking that just because you gave him your phone number, that's now your man is like a dude in the bar thinking he's supposed to kick it with you the whole night because he bought you a drink. I'll take it a step further. Just because you pulled over on the side of the road and gave him some booty in the back seat of the car, that don't make him your man. Just like just because a dude bought you a drink in a bar, that don't make you his woman. And just like you say, if the guy thought that's what it was, then he shouldn't have bought you no drink. Well, guess what? If you thought giving him some booty was going to make him your man, you shouldn't have gave him no booty. Why do you think women back in the day say ain't nobody going to buy the cow if they can get the milk for free? So you you forgot that lesson. You forgot that lesson. Ain't no man in control of that. You're in control of whether or not you give. You have the keys to sexuality. You have the keys to the access of sex. The woman does. But the men have the keys to the access of the relationship. You decide whether or not he's going to get some sex. But a man decides whether or not you're going to be a wife. Don't get mad at us because we hold on. Don't get mad at us because we hold on to our chastity more than you do. See, a man understands that's not a light decision to dedicate himself to one woman. So don't get mad at us because we're standoffish and we take our time with that. And we weigh the options before we decide whether or not we want to be engaged to you. Don't be mad because we operate that way and you've decided just to give your cooch away freely. That's on you. That's on you. That's not on us. That's not on us. And I know what you think. You want to say, oh, that's old fashioned. 
Well, it depends. How much do you value yourself? How much do you value what you got down there? How much do you value your virtue? And is it virtuous? That's the other question. That's the other question. How can you, how can you, look, nowadays they got what is called dead stock. So you go out and you buy a pair of Jordans. You buy a pair of, uh, a pair of 12s, right? Now, if you want to get top dollar for those 12s, they have to be dead stock. In other words, you have not put your foot in that shoe, not even to try it on, right? So the craziest thing in this world is how y'all run around thinking that you can get top dollar for, you, for your virtue when you've let a hundred dudes try it on. It ain't about what dudes value. It's about what you value. Forget what the dude values. Do you value yourself? Do you value yourself? And the sad part is a lot of you don't. Because you think that if you think that you, you, you got this Jordan shoe and you want somebody to buy the pair. But you want somebody to buy the pair at a ridiculously high price. Like, okay, I got these shoes, but I want I want $2,000 for them. I'm not going to accept nothing less than $2,000 for them. But instead of you saying, look, these shoes are $2,000, take it or leave it. You're so scared they're going to leave it that you're willing to let them try the shoe on and you think if they try it on, then they'll be forced to buy it. No. Not only are they not forced to buy it, but you just tainted the shoe to where now you most certainly ain't going to get $2,000 for it. Now, you can run around here trying your best to find some sucker to pay $2,000 for it. But at the end of the day, if they know that somebody else has put their foot in that shoe, they're not paying you $2,000 for it. And by the time you finally decide to give up and let somebody have that shoe for $100. That's all you ever going to get. You'd be lucky if you get $100. Because by that time, not only have dudes tried the shoe on, but they've worn the shoe. They own the shoe. In other words, shacking up. Letting some dude pound it out every night getting pregnant by him but then you turn around and you get mad at the men for that you can't be mad at the men for that because the men can only do what you allow them to do it's just like a dude who marries the wrong woman he can't be mad at the woman for that you gotta be mad at the dude why'd you marry the wrong woman how long did you date her before you married her did you get to know her Now, most of you might say, well, wow, angry man, you really dropping some knowledge. You really got some wisdom. Guess what? I didn't think like this when I was 20. I didn't think like this when I was 25. I didn't even think like this when I was 30. 
I didn't start thinking like this until I was 38, almost 40 years old. So guess what? If I'm out here looking for, if I was out here looking for serious, if I would have ignored trying to be in a serious relationship in my late teens, early 20s, if I would have waited until I got to my late 30s to look for a serious relationship, the likelihood of me being in a relationship with a raggedy woman would be very low. Would be very low. And that is the point that I was trying to make to JoJo that them other knucklehead Negroes would not allow me to make. And that's the real deal, holy field, and the double truth, roof. Because at the end of the day, the reason why older black men or older men in general are failing the younger generations of men is because we don't want to tell it like it T.I. is, the raw, uncut truth. Because we're afraid we're going to hurt some feelings. Let me tell you something. If I see a dude in a relationship with a chick that's bad for him, I don't care if he's been with her five years. I don't care if he's head over heels in love with her. If he asks my advice, I'm going to say dump her. Dump her fast. Dump her today. Dump her today and thank me later. And if he dumps her and then he comes to me and say, I miss my girlfriend. The first thing I'm going to say to him is the only thing better than some good coochie is some new coochie. That's what I'm going to tell him. That's what I'm going to tell him. Because let me tell you something. There were times I was in relationships with chicks and i was infatuated with that love spell you know cupid done hit me in the heart with that little arrow and at the time i thought that there was no other woman for me and when we broke up for whatever reason i was heartbroken and i wanted to fix it and i wanted to 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 to, to try to figure out how to make it work but now, after all of this time, I can look back at some of those decisions, some of those situations, and I can say that was the best choice I ever made in my life. In fact, I should have made that choice sooner. Not only was it the best choice, but I didn't do it fast enough. And y'all already know me. You know I'm not some incel. You know I'm not some dude that just can't stand women and just want dudes to be single and pump and dump. You know I don't believe in that. You know I'm a traditional dude. I believe in relationships. I believe in family. I believe in having a wife. I believe in all of those things. But I believe in having all of that the right way. I believe in having all of that where you maintain your identity and who you are. It's your world. She needs to be a part of your world. Not you be a part of her world. That goes against the natural order of things. And every time you see a situation where a man is part of a woman's world, it's always out of order. It's always out of order.
You got dudes up here that's married, been married to their high school sweetheart, right? And they up here trying to give people advice. And I'm sitting there listening like, bro, if you ain't past 40, I don't want to hear it. In other words, if you ain't past 40 and you're still in a relationship with your hot, look, wait till you hit 40. If you're still in a relationship with your high school sweetheart, if you're still married to your high school sweetheart at 40, then you can tell me something. Then you can tell me something. Because nine times out of 10, that relationship ain't gonna last, that relationship ain't gonna work. I hate to say that. I know somebody personally this in a relationship like that. And it's already starting to have the little issues. And I can see the dude going through what I, what I went through. And I hope that it don't go that way. I hope it's able to work itself out. But nine times out of ten, it's not. Usually in those cases, the only way it works itself out is if the man makes a mental decision to just put up with it. For whatever reason. For whatever reason, for the sake of the relationship, for the sake of the children, for the sake of whatever. That's usually how that works out. But it works out at the cost of the man. Because he lives a stressful life, a unfulfilling life. And why is that? Because you picked someone that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with during a time where you were not in a position to make that decision. That's why any dude that's with a high school sweetheart, especially if they picked her when they were 14, 15, trying to tell me something about a relationship, I, I don't want to hear nothing about it. I don't want to hear nothing about it. I don't want to hear nothing about it. Because you're, you're, not, you're not at 15, you are not the man you're going to be at 20. At 20, you're not the man you're going to be at 30. And at 30, you're certainly not the man you're going to be at 40. Now you pick a woman, now you 40 years old and you pick a woman, nine times out of 10, especially if that woman is, is close to 30 years old, one, you're not going to pick a raggedy woman because you already know all of the red flags. You've already been around the block and back. You feel me? You done been to the circus. You've seen all of the tricks. You've been to the puppet show, you've seen the strings. You know you know where all of the tricks at. You know where all the dirt is. You know where all the skeletons are in the closet. So you're not going to fall for the same crap you would fall for at 20 years old. So a lot of women are going to bite the dust. A lot of women are going to get kicked to the curb. Until you come across that one that actually meets the criteria. That one that actually lives up to your standards. Now, if you pick that woman then and you date her for a while to guarantee and verify that she is the woman you thought she was when you first started dealing with her. And then the two of you decide to get married nine times out of ten, that marriage will last for the rest of your life. That's just facts. That's just facts. That's just facts.
You even got dudes up here telling guys that they have a biological clock. I couldn't believe my ears when I heard that crap. But that goes back to what I've been saying. Black men in the black community, they base everything they do off the standard of what women do. Women are in a rush to get a man. Because they know there is a short window of opportunity where they are at their peak. So they have to try to pick them a man in that time range to get the best man they could get. It's not like that for men. It's not like that for us. In fact, when you are a man, you're at a disadvantage when you're picking a woman and you're in your 20s. I'm going to say that again. If you're a man, you are at a disadvantage when you're picking women at your 20s. Now, you pick a woman in your 30s, going into 40, you're in the best position. You're in the position of power. Because one, she knows you not. See, that's the other thing. When women are young, women get schooled by their mothers and their aunts. And they get taught little manipulative things. Things that you fall for when you're in your 20s. That woman, the way she deal with you, and you've probably seen this as a young man. Have you ever noticed that some of these girls that are in their 20s, they don't deal with dudes the same age as them the way they deal with dudes that are 30 and 40? Some of them will date older guys. They don't try that crap with the older men that they try with you. You ain't noticed that? Because they know better. They know he ain't going for that. They know good and well that man, that man is a grown man with his own. He don't need nothing from you. And that's the, that's really what it is at the end of the day. When you're in your 20s and you get into a relationship with a, with a chick that is in her 20s, she thinks you need something from her. Especially if she already got her own place and you don't. But you go out here and you 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 a 40-year-old man with your own house, your own vehicles, money in the bank, nice clothes, flourishing career, investments. She needs something from you, which means when she dates you, she going to act like she got some sense. And most of you say, well, it could be an act. Yeah, it could be an act. But guess what? Human beings are creatures of habit. You become what you act like. That's why I tell dudes to date women for a certain period of time. If she starts out trying to act like she respects you because she don't want you to dump her, if she has to do that for five years, by the fifth year, it's not an act no more. She has literally trained herself to respect you. You can't act like something for years at a time without turning into what you act like. So a man think if so is he. That also applies to women. Plus, 
You have to think about the mental maturity of the woman. Yeah, women may mature faster than men, but it isn't until a woman gets to about 30, in my personal opinion, that she stops playing games, if she's going to stop playing games. If you meet a woman that's in her 30s and she plays games, you might as well leave her alone because she ain't never going to change. But if you with a woman that's in her 30s and she doesn't play no games, she ain't going to play no games. Am I lying? Well, where my grown men at? Where all of the men that's 40 and above? Am I lying? Once a woman, look, once a, look, there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference between a woman and a grown ass woman. Well, what's the difference? What's the difference? I'm going to show you the difference. You ever been out in public and you see a chick that's in her 30s, right? You see a chick that look like she's in her 30s, but she's dressed like the chicks that's in their 20s. In other words, she got on a little crop top. She got on, you know, clothes that make that she has on clothes that's not age appropriate. That's a woman. But that ain't a grown ass woman. Now, have you ever went out in public and you see a woman with a really nice sweater on? She got on regular pants or maybe a dress and she got on some nice shoes and she got a nice handbag and she has her hair done in a dignified way. That's a grown ass woman. There's a difference. And y'all dudes know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Because the chick that's in her 30s, that dresses like she's in her 20s, you don't have no problem walking up to her or yelling something at her like, hey girl, what's your name? Ooh, we, mm, 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 girl. You know, you got all your little catchphrases. That must be jam because jelly don't shake like that. You know how you know the difference between a woman and a grown-ass woman? It's all them little things that you are willing to yell out and say to that chick that's dressed like a 20-year-old. You ain't going to dare say that to that woman that's dressed appropriately. You ain't going to dare say that. You're going to look at her and be like, mm, man, she look good. But you're going to start thinking in your head, what can I say to her to get her attention that ain't going to make her offended? Right or wrong. You see that woman get out of her car. She get out of a Mercedes Benz. You know what I'm saying? Some nice vehicle. And she's dressed really well. Like a woman. She's dressed really well like a woman. Carries herself with dignity. You gonna be like, mm, man, I need to talk to her. I gotta make sure I'm on point though. How you start thinking about how you start how you start reevaluating your whole life. Have you start thinking about what kind of job you have? How much money you got in the bank? You know why? Because you're making an assessment in your head. Do I am I up to the standard 
that this woman's probably looking for. That's the difference. That's the difference. And I'm here to tell you right now, most of you don't want to do this because this is heavy lifting. But I'm going to tell you right now. Unless you're thinking about that when you look at that woman, she ain't worth your time. I'm going to say it again. Unless those thoughts are running through your head, that woman ain't worth your time. Now, when you get with that woman, are you supposed to jump through them hoops? No. Not if she's demanding that of you. You're not supposed to jump through no hoops if she's demanding it. But there's nothing wrong with a good woman inspiring you to be more. There's nothing wrong with that. The only time something becomes wrong with that is when she's demanding it of you. And then you're jumping through those hoops because she's demanding it of you. No, you should want to do that because you want to do that. Ain't nothing wrong with getting inspiration from a good woman. But it's inspiration that went on in your head, not inspiration that she forced on you. But see, dudes in this space don't want to hear stuff like that because they're going to take that and they're going to twist it into whatever twisted thing they can twist it into so that they can continue to be lazy. So they can continue to make excuses for why they can't get a good woman. But I see right now, I'm going to have to start doing lives like this periodically. Because there's still a bunch of brothers out here that are running around that are, that are pretty much lost. Because there are a bunch of opinions. There are a lot of schools of thought on what young men should be doing. And to be truthfully honest, a lot of it is wrong. A lot of it is wrong. I said this before and I'll say it again. If you make less than $50,000 a year, you ain't got no business even thinking about having a wife or a long-term relationship. Not because you need the money to give her something, but because how much you make is an indication of whether or not you've actually done what you've needed to do. And if you haven't reached 50K or more per year annually, then that means you got more focusing to do on yourself, not no woman. Worst thing you could ever do in your life is talk to a woman when you broke. Because you have no position of power. And she knows it. And she knows it. My woman is a good earner. She has a good career, but she can't out earn me. She can't out earn me. And even if she get close to it, all I'm going to do is all I'm going to do is kick it up a notch. You feel me? Yo, the way you got to operate with your woman is you got to pretend like you're Goku and she's Vegeta. Every time Vegeta even come close to catching Goku in power, what do he do? 
what does he do? I'm telling you right now, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. If all of the brothers, and if, if, if I had the ability to make all of the brothers in the world listen to me, we'd have a patriarchy overnight. And within a generation, we'd have a community again. Within a generation, we'd have a community again. And this is why I don't go, this is why I don't go ham on women that say men ain't doing what they supposed to do. They're not being leaders. They're not doing this. That's why I don't, I don't go in on them because what they're saying is partially true. It's partially true. I give pushback against it because I know they're doing it in a vindictive way. They're only pointing it out to be spiteful and mean they're weapon they're weaponizing it that's why i get mad at it but it's not it look two things can be true at the same time they can be using that to attack you while simultaneously that being a reality and it is a reality and i saw today why it's a reality because you have too many men who operate and think like women now look, there's nothing wrong with thinking like a woman if you're a woman. Women are supposed to think like women. Men are supposed to think like men. Period. Period. Because when you start having the mixture, then that's when all of the problems come in. And I can tell you right now, there's nothing a woman can't stand more than a guy that talks like her and acts like her. Because straight heterosexual women who want straight heterosexual men, they want you to behave like a man, just like you want her to behave like a woman. Look at what the missus said. She said, I hate that. I told you. But let me read some of these super chats. I know y'all wanted me to read these super chats. Let's see. Joey Crack said, as a man, you are the race. It goes where you go. That's true, but it's not your responsibility to maintain the entire race. In other words, if I do something wrong as a black man, it shouldn't reflect on all black men. If you do something wrong as a black man, it shouldn't reflect on me. That That's, that's ridiculous to even think that. Uh, Ado said, keep up facts. Stay angry. Appreciate you, bro. Dave said, you can have her. <laughs> Famous David said, if you're able to take my woman working at Macy's, then she was never my woman to begin with. Fire up the girl grill. The, fire up the grill, grill master AM. Appreciate you, bro. And you're right. Chief Rocker says, spot on. 
Mr. T said, this brother preaching this evening. Appreciate you. Frame Runner said, I wish someone would have told me this in my mid-20s. My mother had me in that guilty state of mind to take her and my sister. Take care of her and my sister. Yeah. Logically done said, been a while since I donated. Real facts being spit AM. Brothers need to understand lifespan development. Exactly. Akiak says, some fresh grease for this truth. You cooking up. Appreciate you. Ray Clemens said, no doubt AM. Appreciate you. Shay Max said, had to talk my boy out of his current mess of a relationship. 22 years old, life full of opportunity, but is being led by her sending him your way. Yes, yeah, send him over here. We'll get him right. Send him over here. We'll get him right. Because I'm going to start doing some more of these videos because this is getting ridiculous. This is This is getting ridiculous, man. This is getting ridiculous. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Shout out to Dante. Appreciate you. Shout out to New. New said, I was there and I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Shout out to Sir Ism. He said, men and macosphere. Shout out to Ism. D-Rock Den said, Tuesday fire. Black Guru said, thanks for following up on the bs earlier no doubt phantom ruler g and that's the other thing too you know black uru been married for 30 years i've been in my relationship going on 12 years so a lot of us that are giving you advice we're not single dudes we're not dudes that are incels we're not dudes that don't have relationships so you got to keep that in mind shout out to phantom ruler g Digital Dads, appreciate you, bro. Ryan, he said, for support, appreciate you. Lawrence said, bless you, big brother, needed that word, no doubt. Dusty said, kick up dust, and dust we trust. Got that right. Broad Love said, what's up, AM? Good message, brother, appreciate you. Chain Breaker, appreciate you. Ism doubling up, he said, for the macrosphere. Soul Shader said, thanks for speaking on this topic. Appreciate you, bro. Malcolm said, your analogy's on point. Appreciate you. Focus said, been missing shows, been grinding hard for six months. Word. Keep grinding, fam. Julian said, thanks, AM, sharing with my son. No doubt. Tight T said, Macy's got that health care plan. <laughs> well, look, here's the thing. I'm not trying to take a dump on no brothers that got jobs. If you got a job, that's awesome. But you can't be flexing on people with certain jobs. You just can't do it. <laughs> you just can't do it, man. You just can't do it. <laughs> Alonzo, he said, the blue blazer. Is that you? <laughs> Is that you in here? Is that you, Lonzo? <laughs> you the blue blazer. Don't take it personal, bro. I hope I hope you I hope you I hope you getting something from what I'm saying. Don't take it personal. Lim Hendricks, appreciate you. Cause I already told y'all, I'm not, I don't beef with dudes no more. You know? Cause dudes need, look. Dudes need my wisdom more than they need my anger. Okay? 
So even if I get frustrated or angry with you, I'm still going to try to give you something that you can take and benefit from if you're willing to benefit from it. But all that beefing, I don't got time for that no more. I don't got time for that no more. Maximilian, appreciate you. you said wise words. David, he said, yes, sir. And by the way, David, I got you, bro. I wasn't able to upload the videos to the uh, to, to Anchor last night because I was super tired. But I will get them tonight. All of them will get uploaded tonight. So I will be updating uh, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, iTunes, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts tonight. Um, I want to start putting the repost on the website, but I don't know. Something's wrong with my website. It's, it's been tripping lately. So I got to figure out what's going on with that. Uh, Clemente, appreciate you. Lou, appreciate you. Lili said, I am 29, had to cut my mother off to find myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because they will, they will suck you dry. Women in your life will suck you dry. They will suck you dry. But anyway, I'm about to get up out of here. I just wanted to spread the good word with y'all. I will be back later on tonight. I might do a Boss Talk and the D-Live. You know I got to go live on D-Live so I can talk about the issues that are going on today. You feel what I'm saying? So definitely tune in for that. Um, but other than that, I appreciate every last one of you guys that contributed. I appreciate you guys for listening. I hope a lot of you were able to take something from this. Hope a lot of you were able to learn something from this. Please take my advice. There are better ways to do things and the way we've been doing them. It's not good. If we, if it was good, we wouldn't have the issues that we have now, but I'm gonna holler at you guys later. So remember, remember keep the pride, hold the line, and stay conservative, my friends, because everything I just told you today is very conservative. Holler at y'all later. Deuces. <laughs>